Hello and welcome to Musici Chats. My name is Beth McNinch. I'm a founder and artistic director of Musici Island. During the COVID lockdown of 2020, I decided to start a podcast to chat to different artists from throughout the sector about their jobs and what the future of live performance might look like. The first 12 episodes can also be viewed as videos on our YouTube page and you can find out more about all our projects on our website www.musici.ie. We have some amazing guests coming up, so if you enjoy the podcast, please do subscribe. And also, maybe you have friends that you think might be interested in this, please do help us by sharing and writing reviews on your favourite podcast providers. I'm really excited to talk to my guest today. Um, Melanie Carmichael is a costume supervisor and maker. And I know nothing about this area of the art sector, so I'm really interested to find out a bit more. Mel's worked as a costume supervisor for live theatre and opera productions, as a wardrobe mistress for Irish singing group Celtic Thunder, and her main job is principal costume maker for TV and film, most notably Game of Thrones, Krypton, Carnival Row, and upcoming Amazon series The Wheel of Time. Really good, thanks. Yeah. Tell me whereabouts are you? I am in Ballamoney, which is on the north coast of Ireland, up near the Causeway Coast and the Giants Causeway and all oh, that. Lovely. So yeah, it's a pretty nice part of the world. So you've been able to yeah, enjoy the countryside a bit. Well, yes, yes and no. Um, yeah, I'll try and get out once a day to try and do my do my bits and bobs, you know. And then I will. I do try and walk once a day to go for a good two-hour walk. Get me. <laughs> Get some fresh air, get some sea air, all that. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And so you're a costume designer um, first and foremost, is that right? Uh, no, not not a designer, no, I just put the things together. I sew things to other things. So <laughs> it kind of, work. <laughs> kind of works like the designer will come up with the concept and then uh, they'll bring it to us and we'll make that happen and put it on. And, then it okay. ends up- and how did you get into that? Um... Well, I studied theatre studies at university and uh, never, this wasn't an element of the course or anything like costume making or anything like that. But I just kind of had a background in theatre and so then uh, a few years down the line and uh, a production manager, friend of mine, rang me and said, okay, two questions. Do you read music? No. Can you sew? Yes. And so that's really how it happened. And I went in and started doing some alterations and making some costumes for a theatre show. And then suddenly I ended up working on film and TV. And the film and TV industry really started taking off in the north of Ireland. Of course, just, yeah. uh, so what yeah. was your first job on film and TV? Uh, it was a, a film called uh, The City of Ember which was uh, a Bill Murray film. Huh? And, uh, I was like, what? Bill Murray in a film? So that was really exciting for me and the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And it was a lovely job, yeah. Bit of a baptism of fire, you know, because I didn't, <laughs> didn't really know what to expect. You know, but, uh, and so when you're working on, on a film or, or TV show, are you actually on site all the time for any sort of wardrobe malfunctions and stuff like that? Or? No, I well... No, that's kind of, we're on site, but um, I wouldn't be on set as such. You know, that's um, they like wonderful standbys to do that, who take care of the actors on set. And uh, so if there's any 
minor malfunctions they're usually able to handle. If something rips super badly, then they come and find us. <laughs> they start crying. Uh, no, but it's uh, <laughs> so we are pretty much on site all the time, just to be ready for that. And then, so, I mean, you've, you were working on Game of Thrones, is that right? Um. I worked on Game of Thrones right from the pilot, and I think I did six seasons of it. There's a couple that I was doing other things, so I didn't, I didn't uh, work on those. But, uh, yeah, I worked on most of it. So and uh, and something, something that big, like surely there's quite a large team of you, is it? Um, yeah. yeah, massive, massive costume team generally. My role would be in the workroom, which is uh, you know, usually 20 to 30 people in a workroom. Uh, pattern cutters, stitchers, trainees, uh, breakdown artists, that's a different department. Uh, armory, another different department. So that's all within the umbrella of costume and then and then every other sort of the standbys on set, the crowd people taking care of those, you know. So would you say that Game of Thrones is the, the biggest um, sort of production you've worked on? I definitely Game of Thrones is the, the biggest, stupidest, <laughs> massive. Yeah, just like whenever we started doing the pilot and we were kind of all crammed in one room and we were putting it all together and we, we just, I didn't have any idea. I hadn't read the books. So I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know. I don't think anyone really knew how big it was going to be and take off, you know. And uh, so then it started by season two. We were having to have security passes and sign non-declaration agreements and not allowed to take pictures and things like that. And we were like, what? Ooh, this is something else now. And uh, it kind of just really took off. Wow. But yeah, it, so that's the biggest one. And was that mainly filmed in Ireland? Yeah, it was uh, based in Belfast. And then they, they also filmed in lovely places like Croatia and Iceland. They did quite a lot in Iceland. And you got to go, did you? No, no I never get to go any of the places. Oh. <laughs> anywhere no um no we're just i would be just in the workroom head down putting the things together trying to make them work and fit and then refit and refit again you know it depends i mean every day is kind of different i mean it's, they're very long days so it's kind of important to be able to find something different every day to kind of you know make it exciting and like there's not very much hardship trying to do that on a job like Game of Thrones because there's always something different coming through the door. And, yeah. and you've just been working on a, a new Amazon series, is that right? The... Yep, I was in Prague and that was at the towards the end of last year, doing um, a series called Wheel of Time, so that's just going to be coming out on Amazon. I don't know when, but that was the first season of it, so. What's it about, do you know? I don't know, that's another one where I hadn't read the books, but it's another big kind of series of books where, um, so that looks set to be going on for a long time as well. And but, then, do you um, get like a, a contract or something so that if something goes on to further series, you, you're automatically there? Or is it something, are you very much a freelancer that just sort of gets booked for certain things? Yeah, very much a freelancer, just kind of, uh, on that job, you know, and sometimes you can be on the whole job. Sometimes, as is the case with that one, I got called in for, I think it was two months I was on it. And, uh, you know, so you just come in as they need things. Sometimes as deadlines approach, they need to bring in more people to kind of get that deadline and things like that. So for that, I was on it a relatively short period of time. But most of them start at the beginning of the season. 
and you go to the end, but you're contracted for the season and then whatever happens the next time. Sure. And, and so when, when sort of the whole lockdown sort of time happened for us, were you in the middle of a project or? Yeah, I was in Berlin working on a really big film, which I don't think I'm allowed to talk about, but I was working on a movie over there. And um, we kind of, obviously everything was in the air, everything was literally swirling in the air and we were kind of wondering, um, what happened, are we, because we could see productions closing down, this one's done, this one's done, 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 shut it down. And we were still kind of working and we were like, oh, oh, maybe we're okay, maybe we're in a kind of lower risk area, because we didn't know anything about it, it only just been declared a pandemic, we didn't know anything about it. So we just carried on and carried on and so we finished work on the Friday and we got work on the Sunday that we were going home in the morning, that we were flying home in the morning. So it was like, I just, we just left everything there, you know, just left it and kind of ran. Wow. So, and we were, we kind of just, I think we got one of the last flights out of Berlin. They were just starting to close everything wow. down. Yeah. So it was kind of. And is there any word of, of like, are they planning to pick up again or? They are. We've had some word that they might try and start again, maybe in about a couple of months time or something like that. You know, kind of all depends on how things go, I suppose, you know. And, and I mean, you don't have to answer this, but I mean, how, how, how does that leave you financially? I mean, do they pay you for this time or are you sort of in the same boat as other self-employed artists? Like? I'm I'm self-employed, so I was lucky enough to be able to take advantage of that furlough scheme. So I'm on like 25% of what I would be getting. But do you know what? Every one of my family is healthy. I'm healthy. My friends are all healthy. And, you know, I get to enjoy a wee bit of time at home. It's been very yeah. trying for the cat, I must say. cat's not. She's like, are you here, like, again, forever? <laughs> What's happening? Leave. But um, I have enjoyed it while she maybe hasn't. <laughs> and are you, no, are you on your own there? Yeah, that's just, just me and the cat. Yeah. And how have you found that? That's, that must be hard on lockdown. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've lived on my own for a long time. I'm kind of used to it. And it's hard not being able to see my family and my brother's kids and things like that. You know, it's, that's really hard. And But I just, I don't know. I just enjoy my own company. So. <laughs> No one else does. It's fine. No, I, <laughs> I do a lot of talking to myself, singing to myself, which is you know delightful. Yeah. And uh, I mean, are you do you? I suppose that when sewing is your job, I mean, do you do sewing or crafts at home or? Oh God, no, 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 <laughs> no. no that's it. I do like sewing, but I, people ask me that quite a lot. Do you? I suppose you make all your own stuff. No, no, no. My fingers are just healing up, but I'm. <laughs> Like usually I have that like a seamstress manicure, which is a chip nail polish and a nice wavy nail at the end. <laughs> Lovely. But now I've actually got proper fingers. I'm not sewing anything. I did, um, I did make some scrubs. There was a, a, a group of us costume peeps kind of got together and made some scrubs for NHS workers and stuff at the oh, time. They okay. So I did some of those. I've made some masks for people getting friends and family, but, um, yeah, I don't tend to do too much of it yeah. at home. So, so what are you doing to fill your time then? Oh my God, I don't know. There's a lot of sleeping. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of hair cutting. I don't know whether you can see. This looks like 
Yeah, I've joined the bad fringe club in lockdown. <laughs> I thought, do you know, and it was an insomnia thing. I got up the other night and I was like, do you know what? My hair is, my fringe is getting really long. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> Let's get this thing cut. And uh, so, but I didn't have any, you know, I wasn't going to use my fabric scissors, so I'll use the kitchen scissors. You did a good job, that's all right. No, it looks like I cut it with my foot, which is good. <laughs> but no I don't have a great history of like doing ill-advised self haircuts because I, I once um I once gave myself an undercut and, uh, mm, that wasn't good somebody went oh you'd look really cool with an undercut and I went yeah you're right I would look really cool with an undercut <laughs> so I had a glass of whiskey one night and shaved it but I'm expecting this friend who said that to go you look so cool she was like no that's, not <laughs> that's your idea but it looked cool on Scarlett Johansson and on me it looked like a cat badly prepared for a hysterectomy doesn't it? <laughs> you can imagine that just beautiful uh, so, you know just proves that skill with scissors doesn't translate into all scissors exactly are you friends with other departments on on shoots and stuff like i mean because obviously hair and makeup that's going to be a big issue coming back isn't it um with the close contact uh, have you talked yeah. to anyone i haven't i do i do have some friends mainly probably more in theater um, i'm quite good friends with a hair and makeup lady and she's i haven't been chatting to her for a while but yeah that's a real issue you know i don't know how they're gonna yeah find all that especially on the thing that I'm working on at the minute. I think that's going to be an issue, but, uh, you know, if it's something like a Game of Thrones or a, or a Carnival Row or something like that, and it's very makeup heavy, you know, it is very complicated. I don't know. It's going to be a lot, yeah, a lot for people to contend with. I just don't know how. I mean, I, for my part, I'm not sure how a workroom would even work because we're all quite close together. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, going to be it. You, you, I mean, practically, could you actually do it from home? Like... Not really, no. I mean, there. sometimes I have worked from home on things before, but um, the designer and I think everybody just prefers you to be there in case, you know, you have to change sure. it or, you know, it's just easier, you know. It makes everything a lot faster if you're yeah. actually, you know. And tell me, tell me about some of your live theatre and opera work you've done in the past. Any, any yeah. particular productions stick out in your memory? Yeah, I did. Um, and actually, I did this one with your husband, Owen. And I, I, um, I did a production called Le Lazare de Moray, which you probably know, Donizetti opera. I loved that. And, like, every opera is new to me because I don't know anything about it. You know, but it's just, and some of them are super heavy. I've done Macbeth, I've done Turandot, which is, it was crazy heavy. But um, this one was just a light little thing and it was set, we did the costume design was set in the 70s. It was set in a, like a classroom, a school in the 70s in, in like a rural town in Ireland. So <laughs> somewhere I, I would be very familiar with. But um, <laughs> Oh, it was lovely. It was just a really nice show. There was like a quite a small chorus in it, but it's a it's lovely music, and I loved the costumes in it. And a couple of my friends are singers, so they were in it, and it, so it was really nice. Do you, uh, do you have a? Would you be able to pick a favorite sort of genre of working, like theatre or film, or is it just so different? It... They're they're very different, and like I've I've always said, like I just enjoy being being able to go from one to the other. 
because as soon as you're kind of getting not tired of one but you're kind of getting into a routine with one and whatever and then the next job will come and it'll maybe be a theatre job or I also tour with a live music band in America so that's very different again so I've kind of got three different kind of genres that I can switch between and I really like all of them. So obviously at the moment um, generally the art sector is really suffering um, with the pandemic you know we're all sort of shut down and so many of us are self-employed it's it's a tricky time you know not knowing when your next job's going to be and and you said like fortunately hopefully you'll be going back to your um, Berlin work soon um, yeah. but I mean what what's the feeling within your part of the sector about what's happening and, and is, is there a sense of hope and positivity looking forward or I, I think there is I mean I've been talking to friends of mine who, who were working on productions here when everything happened and obviously this big level of uncertainty and some people were able to be furloughed some people weren't so we're having a very difficult time of it I know friends who had to give up studios and because they and, and a lot of time they were, some people are teaching teaching sewing skills and they've had to just completely ditch that and now are kind of going well I need to find something else I need to find another creative outlet and so trying to support those people has been kind of something that I've been interested in if they're starting up Etsy shops buying things from them doing whatever you know but people have had to really put the brakes on and uh, well they've had the brakes put on for them they've had to really kind of reassess and but I think there is a general kind of air of positivity when you come back like it's gonna we're all going to be able to kind of help each other out that's that's very much the the feeling that I get which is really nice you know because sometimes you you know you're on different jobs and you don't see these people all the time and yet everybody's kind of come together to kind of say okay well how can I help you and how can how can we work together and this so that that's been a positive thing that's come out of it but yeah it's, it's a tough time for everyone tough time um uh, you know just but I, I think I think it'll come back I think people will be just so starved of content for a start that they're just you know everything's gonna pick up and hopefully will everybody will reintegrate and work if not the way they were working find a better way to do it and kind of uh, that's the hope anyway well Mel thanks so much for talking to me today it's been really really interesting finding out about your job <laughs> no worries, my pleasure. It's been great. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Bye. 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 Gosh, a huge thank you to Mel. I've learned so much about it. It was really interesting and such a funny, beautiful lady. Um, I really hit it off with Mel. Um, so I look forward to meeting her in person very very soon and thank you all so much for listening and if you like what you heard please subscribe free and tell your friends about us too it would also be a massive help if you could leave a review on the apple podcast page i'll see you next week when i'll be talking to pianist and mental health advocate ruth mcginley